This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from. With new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chick. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. At the end of each episode, we always say, to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. But what does that really mean? On today's episode of Shrink Chicks, we break down our tagline and talk about where to start when getting to know yourself. We create a worksheet with guided questions that you can download on our website for free, shrinkchicks.com. We answer your questions like, what age did we really feel like we knew ourselves? How to know yourself when you're a people pleaser? And can you know yourself too well? We've also launched our merch shop on our website where you can buy Know Yourself, Grow Yourself, Crewnecks, Dad Hats, and Beanies. And you can also find those at shrinkchicks.com slash merch. And lastly, we have some really exciting news to share. Our practice, the therapy group, has officially and finally expanded to California. If you or someone you know is looking for a therapist in California, our amazing clinician has immediate openings. You can get a consultation scheduled with her by going to thetherapygroup.com slash contact and filling out a contact form. We're so excited for you to hear today's episode and thank you for always being here. Know yourself, grow yourself, part two. (laughs) Okay, we always say at the end of Shrink Chicks, to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. But what's that really mean? And we did an episode on the fourth, so we're going to do a part two. And to be honest, if we're being 100% honest, we have no idea what we talked about in that first one. That was recorded a very long time ago. So <laughs> we're going to do a new and improved version of Know Yourself, Grow Yourself. Because two. Yes. since then, we have grown. We have grown. And we have had to relearn who we are. And we were saying like right before this as we were prepping for the episode, right? There's like this huge importance on... Uh, I think in our generation about like knowing yourself, know all parts of yourself. 
And I think part of that, like, you have to say to yourself, is, like, why do we have such, like, an importance of that? You know, right. like, what are you thinking that's going to mean? Because I think a lot of people have this idea, well, if I know myself fully, then I can stop myself from reacting and stop myself having from, like, you know, all these Protecting different things. myself in some way. But, like, the reality is, is like, life is still going to happen. So even if you understand your triggers and your own family of origin shit and your past life trauma and your fucking dogs, doctors shit, like, there's still going to be stuff that happens. No, too much? I No, I like that. Your dogs, doctors shit. I think that's <laughs> an important part. I think that's an important. You really have to learn what your dogs, doctor is struggling with. I think that makes sense. <laughs> so we actually have a worksheet with today's episode that I guess will be on social media. I don't know. We how. don't know. We haven't thought that far through. Somehow you're going to have access you're gonna to this. You're going to be able to get it. So I think you follow us on Trick Chicks and you're going to have access to this worksheet that you can then download, print off, whatever, do yourself with some of these questions so you can go a little bit deeper. And then we have some Q&A. Okay. And also we wanted to do this episode because we also wanted to announce that we are finally going to have merch for you. Because people, okay, so we kept doing these giveaways and people were like, well, can I just buy one? And we were like, like, eh, so we got to get you on go it. to shrinkchicks.com. You can get some great merch, some phenomenal sweatshirts and hats if you're interested in that kind of thing and want to support us. Check it out. Because a reminder, we make no money from doing this, basically. Okay. <laughs> Little to so no fucking Quick money. reminder. Very good, yeah. So, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, know yourself, great yourself, part two. So, one of the things we want you to start with that you're going to see on this worksheet is what are my values? Mm. And one of the reasons we ask that is because we're actually not here to tell you what's wrong or right. We're here to tell you about what works for you. So some people could have a really big importance of being famous or being rich or having status or having ownership, right? And it's really not up to us to say which of those things are wrong or right. It's just about what are those values for you? What is it, when I say the word integrity, what does that represent for you? When I talk about peace of mind, calm, zen, what are all of these things mean for you? I think that figuring out what your values are too can be really challenging given that we live in a society that tells you how you should feel or what you should think about a certain thing and maybe mm-hmm. in your family right they had certain values that they said oh this is this is these are the things that you should value and i think a lot of the times when people come into therapy they want us to tell them too like what should i value or what should i look at what are the important things and it's actually our job to help you figure out what that looks like for you and Getting to know yourself is also getting to know what your specific values are separate from other people. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. what does that look like? We can also, I think, somehow attach a list of values. Yes, we can. We can do that too. Okay. That you guys can check out. Yes. What have I been taught? So this also in some ways goes back to values. If I grew up in a home that was taught that there is an extreme value placed on never betraying your family, Mm. well, that's going to probably end up being one of my value systems. And once again, we're not saying that's a bad thing, but it's something to keep in mind is what was I taught and does it actually align with who I am as a person? And do the way, uh, what are the ways in which your values are playing out in your everyday life, right? Are the things that, let's say, if we use the family situation, Um, where are you so protective over your family or you're having some sort of reaction over your family? Um, Is it still working for you the way in which your values are playing out in your life? So that's something to look at too. Not just what my values are, how am I reacting to my values and how are they playing out within my relationships? And if you want to go a little deeper with that, when we talk about doing something different than your family values, what you were taught, where do you feel that in your body? 
Do you feel like your your chest is freely open to breathe again? Does it feel like your chest is tight and constricted, like you're going to vomit if you think about betraying that? Do you feel um, tension in your arms that you want to hit something, right? Where are you also feeling this within your body is a really good indicator of things that are happening for you. <laughs> what? what are you imagining right now? Just like, do you feel like you're going to vomit if you're... <laughs> It's fair. That's fair. No, that's legit. Absolutely. If I've experienced my entire life, I'm just thinking that's so hard. You know, it's so hard. Really hard to constantly feel. If I, the idea of setting a boundary with my mother makes me think I'm gonna puke, that's probably a pretty good fucking indicator about what we're doing. Your body is telling you something. Yes, right. Your body is having a literal reaction, telling you where you're about. Wait, what you're doing that's aligning with your values and what's not aligning with your values great thing to think about who do I who do I how do I think people see, I wrote this question weird that's why I'm trying to rephrase it how do I think people see me versus who do I think I am mm-hmm. and who do I want to be and who do right? I want to be just because and, somebody makes you into something oh please I'm sorry I'm so sorry are my insides like how I feel about myself in the inside matching what I'm expressing on the outside, mm-hmm. right? Are those two things aligning? And that might be a good indicator. If people are seeing you in a completely different way than how you see yourself, it might be an indicator that what's happening for you internally isn't necessarily coming through on the outside. Mm-hmm. And so, and what is that doing for you? If, you, if those, if the, your internal self is not aligning with your external self, how is that manifesting itself? Are you anxious? Are you depressed? Are you, you know, what's happening in your relationships? Do you feel separate from people? How is that manifesting itself and what does that look like for you? Mm-hmm. What do I tell myself about who I am or what I care about? Do I discount and minimize my own experiences? Do I tell myself I'm needy for speaking up? Do I tell myself I'm a bother if I use my voice? Do I tell myself I'm a burden, right? Mm. What are the things I'm telling these stories that we have about ourselves Mm -hmm. right and i think it also goes into this is when internal family systems theory (laughs) which you know i love love goes into that's when we have different parts of ourselves right so there's a part of myself that desperately needs to be heard and seen and there's another part of myself that really pushes people away and manages my feelings right Mm. so it's okay if if you if you're trying to answer some of these and you're like well i don't know parts of me do parts of me don't well that's great let's meet all of those different parts and get to know them down write out all those parts and a great book for that is no bad parts yes richard schwartz well and i think as you're doing this activity you know, I, th- I think there can be a lot of anxiety that might be brought up about like, I don't know, like I don't know who I am or what I feel or, and that's okay. And so we want you to just sit with that, take some time with that and to know just as we started that knowing yourself is a journey and it takes time and it's a journey that you're on for the rest mm-hmm. of your life. And, and it changes with milestones and transitions, right? Exactly. Who I was and that worked for me five years ago is very different who I am post-pandemic. Right. And so so, <laughs> if, so if you notice that there's a lot of anxiety around these questions, if there's a fear that, oh, you can't figure this out, that it's completely okay to take some time with this. And you can use your experiences as a way to kind of navigate some of these questions, right? Where we say, okay, well, what's this experience bringing up in me? You know, like, where is this highlighting my values? Try to notice that internal voice that you have that's saying, oh, you're needy or, you know, beating yourself up in some way. 
So take your time with this. This is not something that these questions aren't necessarily easy questions. No. Right? They take time. And you could re-ask yourself these questions over and over and over again as you grow and as your life changes and your life transitions. Um, So give yourself time with this. This is just knowing yourself right in this moment just as you are. Mm -hmm. And so this goes to the what stories do I need to release about myself, right? Mm -hmm. So, Jen... What stories do you think you need to release about yourself? You really put me on the spot. I know. It's my favorite thing to do. Um, That I can't be good at podcasting. (laughs) There you go. We're past 100 episodes now. That's a story that I once had before we started doing this to where we are now. I could never do anything in the public eye, right? Never do anything in the public eye. Never speak out about how... Never expose some of my emotions to others. I think that that's a big one. I'm very private. That's a story I tell myself about who I am. But am I? Given that, like, I'm (laughs) fucking telling everyone, you know? like, Yeah, is that so true anymore, right? right? Exactly. There was a point in time where being private was a narrative or message that really helped me in a lot of ways (coughs) protection (coughs) protection (laughs) for a necessary reason and now you know that story that narrative that was once very protective was no longer helpful it was keeping me from stepping out of my comfort zone to grow together know yourself grow yourself um and so to be able to relinquish that and say well am i is it is it something that's serving me still to be as private right Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. How about you, Em? I, I have to retell myself stories every day. <laughs> right? So one of mine is that, like, my job is to um, be, in some ways, an entertainer for people, right? Mm-hmm. To always make people happy, to soothe it over, to, you know, be the peacekeeper with everything. Like, that's a huge thing I've yes. had to, like, let go of and release. And I think, like, the stories I've also had to tell myself is about what will happen once I let go of these roles, right? Like, once I stop people-pleasing, will no one like me anymore? Will I be rejected? And, yes, sometimes it, that totally does happen in some situations. And for the most part, it actually doesn't. Um, but it gives you a lot of information. Absolutely. And it changes your relationships, mm-hmm. and I think that's really scary, right, to be able to change that story, that narrative, where you can say, like, I don't actually have to entertain people all the time. Except right now you do. Right now. Okay, so we'll continue with that. <laughs> um, what are the things that trigger me the most? What is a touch? And what part of myself, what's my raw spot that it touch, right? So I'm going to call that an interject. Yes. We're going we're gonna to call it, <laughs> we're going to use non-psychobabble terms. Right. So uh, this is a really interesting thing because obviously Emily and I, in building a business, we encounter challenges all the time. <laughs> And those challenges, you know, because we're therapists and we talk about feelings constantly, those challenges bring up very different triggers for me and very different triggers for M. And so you can have the same situation and it be triggering for you in a very different way than it would be triggering. I'm using the word triggering, but uh, would bring something in someone else. And so like the, the maddest I've ever seen Jen in my entire life was like two weeks ago right and for something that i was like i'm not mad about this yeah right like i mean i was like there's some parts i was but like you like right like and and it also happened at different times right we had very different reactions at different times yes we could be living through exactly the same situation and have two very different reactions and two different timelines of how we handled it and so if our reaction was anger the question is what emotion is it bringing up 
Mm. Right. Like and so that's something that's a, a something to really focus on is what is the introject or what's the emotion that it's bringing up for you? Do you feel abandoned? Do you feel taken advantage of? Do you feel? <laughs> is that yours? <laughs> what made you think that? I was trying to use abandoned first. <laughs> You're like, if I put it as number two, uh, no right? One it's like the no, no one will see me. <laughs> I'm private. Okay? I'm so private. I'm private. You better do the same activity with everyone else. I know. I'm going to have to. <laughs> but if mine was taken advantage of, what was yours? Yeah, taken advantage of. Yeah, oh, yeah. Similar. Yeah. yeah, very similar. Okay, we handled it. But in a very different way. We yeah, reacted the Yeah, the, yeah, the reaction comes differently. But okay, no, so I felt the same thing. Yeah. Maybe we just felt the same thing. Maybe we're twins. Ha <laughs> 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 Okay. <laughs> Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing? (laughs) It's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids' snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. You gotta try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's gotta taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. Did you know that billions of plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles end up in landfills every year? I used to contribute to that waste, constantly buying single-use plastic cleaning products without giving it much thought. But then I discovered Blue Land, and it has been a game changer. Blue Land has helped me eliminate the need for single-use plastic and the products I reach for the most. They are reinventing cleaning essentials. Their approach is simple yet revolutionary. Refillable cleaning products with a sleek design that not only looks great on your counter, but also reduces plastic waste significantly. What I love most is the convenience. With Blueland, I never worry about running out of cleaning supplies or lugging bulky bottles from the store. From hand soap to toilet bowl cleaner to laundry tablets that each smell incredible, all Blueland products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. I was blown away when I received my first Blueland order. I immediately filled the bottles with water and their tablets, which was so easy to try everything out. And the ingredients are clean, the scents are refreshing, and the packaging is just so cute. Blueland is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine. If you you're ready to make a positive change for the planet without sacrificing cleanliness or convenience, Blueland has you covered. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash shrinkchicks. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash shrinkchicks for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash shrinkchicks to get 15% off. Um... 
what is the dominant emotion that rises from the stage? So that goes into the interdicts, right? Mm-hmm. One of the questions I want you to ask yourself, because we get this question a lot. How do I know myself? And we're getting to all these questions today. But one of the things I want you to say is, why do you want to know yourself? What is the importance around this? And what are your expectations around this, right? Because you are going to be very disappointed if you think this brings you eternal zen. Right. I don't know what fucking monk-ass world people are living at that that's right. You know what I mean? Like, you think you're going to go, like, be a monk and, like, live in something. Thousand percent where you're just like, I am good forever. Right? And if you did, and maybe if you separated and lived truly, like, a monk life, then you would be able to do that. Well, I th- but the reality is, is life happens and shit is tough. I think there's a some myth busting that we've done before. Yes. And it very much translates into this situation, too, where, you know, in every fairy tale, at the end of the fairy tale, it's like, and they lived happily ever after. <laughs> like, no, they fucking didn't. They fought over bills. They had and their things. In-laws. Right. They had chilled. <laughs> there was a lot of stress. There was yes. financial stress. Yes. So I think there's this idea that we are going to reach this kind of, I completely know myself and incompletely yeah. knowing myself, I will never have to experience pain again. And it does go into like the magical thinking, which we've done episodes about, which is that, right, like, well, once I lose the weight, that I won't have body image issues. The fuck you won't, right? <laughs> once I truly know myself, I won't ever react to my mom again. <laughs> okay. You can try, but man, you're still human. And like, it really does intellectualize it. Yes. If I can think myself out of it. But a lot of this is about feeling. And you can't stop feelings. Because you're human. And the fact of the matter is, you don't want to stop feelings. Mm-hmm. Because the good ones, I shouldn't say good and bad. I actually, yeah, I, 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 I want to change that to pleasant and unpleasant feelings. Right? So Tolerable and intolerable. Tolerable or right? and intolerable. Yeah. Or just that... Um, we have to be able to experience the unpleasant ones in order to be able to experience the yeah. pleasant ones. So let's go to some listener questions. Let's do right? it. Because I think this goes into it, right? So somebody had wrote in, how do we get started? There are so many different resources you could do. So you could follow like journal prompts, what we're talking about. There's tons of guided journal um, so that you can do. But one of the things I would ask you is start by understanding and looking back when things we recommend is three generations to first understand where I came from. What was around me? What did I experience growing up? And what are the things I think that maybe don't feel super aligned? My obviously first thought that comes up is therapy. therapy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to say that one if I know. Number two, we need to make a number. If you make everything the second thing you say, right? Um, But there's really something to be said about externalizing your thoughts. You know, like that it's one thing we think we really know ourselves because we sit with our thoughts all the time. But it's it's really different to hear yourself say those thoughts out loud to someone else Mm -hmm. and gives you an opportunity to formulate and reformulate and just figure out what they mean and have someone in that journey with you and so I know it's so cliche because we're therapists but I do really think it's incredibly helpful yes to go to therapy Mm -hmm. and to have a therapist that does deeper work right like if you're just going like you can't go see a solution focused therapist unless you don't want to do deeper work well, there you go. Right. But, the, but then okay. you want to be listening to yeah, this but Yeah. Well, then why are they trying to know yourself, grow yourself? I don't know. Maybe they're like dipping their toe in. Okay. Well, I like a little toe dip. I like a toe dip. Okay. <laughs> um, what age do you feel like you knew yourself? I will say this. I have grown to know parts of myself at this age. 
I find that I meet new parts of myself all the time. Constantly. And, and that does not mean that I'm not doing amazing work. It means that I we are complex, ever-changing people. And we are living and alive. And something about living and alive is constant changing and flowing. So there's lots of parts of myself that I've gotten to know very, very well. And there's parts of myself that I still try to keep locked down in a cellar and let out very rarely that I need to work on meeting more. Locked down in a cellar. Right, like that exile, baby. You're just like, shove them down. Like, don't come out of there. Right? Um, yeah, and I also think that there's different situations that are going to prompt you to have to know yourself mm -hmm. in different ways, right? Like, I would guess that becoming a mother has pushed you to get to know different parts of yourself that maybe I was just going to say fucked me up. <laughs> That's something. Same, same. <laughs> same, same. Yeah. yeah same, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, but like pushed you to get to know those yes. different parts of yourself that maybe you wouldn't have had to get to know. Absolutely. In other ways. Yep. Right? And so situations that you're in will bring that out in you and want to validate the fact that that can be really scary right it can be really scary to have to meet different parts of yourself that you have tried to push and lock down especially when you feel shame yeah a large amount of shame from them oh yeah and so i want you to try to greet those parts with curiosity and really taking the time to say who are you who are you <laughs> see if you can really talk to yourself in a way that's nurturing and comforting and say this is a new part of me that I want to get to know and so how can I sit with this how can I give myself time to really get to know this person think about how you would get to know anyone else mm. what questions would you ask them and wouldn't it take time if you were on a first date what questions would you ask? best first date you've ever been on you were like I want to get real deep with this person what questions would you ask that person? Okay, but you want to know what's funny is yeah. like when I think about like the like my ideal first date, it's not depth, it's fun. Oh, see, mine's a mixture. Yeah, right. Like you're like, let's get deep fasting. I'd be like, I just want to have fun and enjoy each other oh. and like see if I can like hang with this person. My on my first date with my husband, this is I was like, oh damn. He said to me, What are you looking for in a relationship? Okay. I did he like, what did he read that in an article about the perfect thing to say? But I I know you didn't date after college. No, I met my husband drunk and horny, and that's but, with but it. I can tell you after you go on a million like first dates with people, it is so refreshing to have someone direct conversation, di direct ask you a direct deeper conversation. But how did he even know to say that? Can we get him on? Did Listen, he say that on all his days, or he just really wanted to make it work with you? I, I think he was really into me. He said he knew he was going to marry me at the moment he saw me, which I think is a bunch of bullshit. That would be very impressive if that was but true. But he does. He loves deep questions, and he wants to come on the podcast, so please don't tempt him because I'd rather die. I know. I really want – no, no, no. I mean, I was on the phone with him, like, last week. You know that. Like, yeah, no. I really wanted to go yeah, on the no, podcast. It's not happening. But he's never listened to an episode. We said if you if he listens he to, to three five. episodes – I'm giving him oh, five. Oh, five. If he yeah. listens to five episodes, he can come on. And he has to. We have to quiz him. Oh, deal. Okay, good, good, good. That's hilarious. Um, do you think that indecisiveness or looking for external validation is a result of not knowing yourself? I think it's about desperately wanting to know yourself. I also think there's a level – I don't think one thing can equate to exactly one other thing. It doesn't work like that. Right? I wish that it would because yeah. I feel like it would save us so much time. <laughs> but I think that it also – 
you know, it can be about anxiety. Like there's a lot of anxiety in not knowing yourself mm-hmm. or there's a lot of anxiety in trying to figure yourself out. Um, but something that, that might be helpful is to think about, are you indecisive in every situation? Are there only certain situations that you're indecisive about? Like what are the things that mm. have more anxiety around making a, a decision? And to ask yourself, what are the reasons why it's scary for me to make a decision? Mm-hmm. Does it feel scary? Does it feel like, oh, I just don't know what do I what I align with? Does it feel like, okay, I could be happy with either one, right? Like, or I could manage either one. I could adapt to either one. Um, you know, my first thought when this comes up, what's like the first thing you think of when you think of being indecisive? Eating dinner. Yeah. <laughs> the fir- like Eating lunch, really. Lunch is so much harder than it's dinner, just I like think. To, I, I never know what to eat. Is there so, it's right. You're just like, yeah. there's so many options. It's like annoying to make yes, a decision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that that's just so common, too. Yeah, right. Cause and that a- doesn't mean, right? And that also doesn't mean... I don't know what foods I like. You just right. You don't know really, yourself in some right, way. Yeah, right. Yeah. Shit's just hard and yeah. overwhelming. And also, we have to make so many decisions on a daily basis. Everything's hard. And you get decision fatigue after yes. a while. So that's another thing to ask yourself. Are you in a position where you're tr- having to make decisions all the time? Yeah. And if that's the case, you very can very easily get decision fatigue, decision burnout. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, I don't want to have to make another fucking decision. Yeah. really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair cut or went to the salon, which is, of course, the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you, it's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty-free and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I used this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post-construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that Pros takes into consideration with their customization. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash shrinkchicks. I am thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in Philly. I went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that I very much needed a refresh. So thank goodness for Quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns, the comfiest cotton tees, and my latest favorite, the smocked mini dress. And don't miss out on 
on their accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. Somebody asked in, how to know when your decisions are actually what you want versus being overly influenced by others. Also, if you're watching the YouTube version of this, you'll see that I've been playing with this tiny banana. Oh, I love <laughs> And you might think, what's she doing? And it is Can me I... playing with a tiny banana. <laughs> okay, that one makes me uncomfortable. It is weird. Can he's, I... ha- he's half peeled. Can I, Can I touch it? <laughs> well, he was mine, but yeah. I'll give him back. Okay. Oh, he's like a person. Yeah, he's half peeled, though. He's he like, has you know, hands and feet. He's half undressed. That's really... <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, all right. Again. How to know when your decisions are actually what you want for being overly influenced by others? I wonder if the person's asking this question, if they maybe already know the answer. Mm. That, what do you mean by that? I'm, what I mean by that is that are you frequently influenced by other people? And is that something that often drives your decisions? Yeah. Um, I think when you're someone who is an empathetic person, cares about other people, that your concern about other people in the situation is always going to be a factor. And that it's okay to take that into consideration, but it's a matter of how much does it drive the decisions you're making, right? In any relationship, you're going to have to compromise. Yeah. Right. And but but to be able to know, right, I'm making a compromise. This is what I want and this is what this other person wants. You know, there's a statistic and I'm going to fucking botch this. that a lot of people um, stay in relationships that they're unhappy in, not uh, more so because they're fearful of hurting the other person. Mm -hmm. And that that kind of drives that decision on their end. And so. I think you can look at it too as like a a little bit of a pendulum where can you acknowledge how much other people might take stake in your decision making and how much you act on the decision based on what other people want and also how does that affect you the thing that comes up for me around this comment is if you are someone who is easily influenced by others how often are you first going to them to ask them right if i'm someone who like doubts myself how much am i calling other people because that can really confuse shit and sometimes we do it to ourselves calling other people like asking them yes right like, like we always oh, asking like, other people's opinion yeah and then we're so influenced that but like you can also not do that like you can like you know what i mean like have an internal dialogue with yourself or have a therapist or have like one person who you know like really shows up for you and you like feel like very confident in you do not have to involve everyone with every fucking decision if you are someone who is easily like we'll call you a sponge if you're someone who is easily absorbent then maybe you're not a candidate for going around asking everyone all their opinions all the time and sometimes we've been taught to do that yes and i think 
something if you look back at past experiences times in which you, maybe you've taken other people's opinions into consideration of your decisions how has that worked out for you right mm. did you feel good about the decision that you made in the end did it feel aligned with your values because that sometimes happens is that you know when we take everyone else's opinions into consideration we're taking what they value into consideration not necessarily what we value and so our decisions then sometimes don't align with the things that we value they align with the things that other people value mm-hmm. 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 and that mm-hmm. is that and it could also just increase our anxiety right and then cause especially if you're getting like a million different responses well, from especially people. if it's about someone else then you're just triangulating shit in as opposed to like talking right. to people right um what do you got what do you want jenny how do I determine my boundaries? I've been told what to think and do forever. I think that we would talked about this earlier. I think your body helps you determine what your boundaries are, mm-hmm. right? When you're having uh, an emotional or physical reaction to something yeah. where someone, you know, your, your body is giving you some sort of indicator that you might need a boundary there. Um, anger a lot of the times can determine mm-hmm. where we're missing boundaries, right? Like if we're um, – anger is a very protective emotion or reaction. And you can look at it as anger is almost an emotional boundary, right? So instead of setting a non-reactive boundary and saying like, hey, listen, you know, I need to take a little time away, we instead react or have a very angry reaction. Or you can look at shutting down as a as an emotional boundary that mm-hmm. uh, more of a reaction, right? So if you're in a situation where you recognize you're shutting down, your body might be telling you that, oh, you're looking for a boundary right now, whether that means in your romantic relationships where you need to take some time out or you need to take some separation and you need to express it to each other. So I think that our bodies and emotions naturally react when we need a boundary, but we don't necessarily give, uh, we don't attune to them in the ways that we might need to. Well, and especially if you grew up in like, let's say someone who grew up in a cult or grew up in an incredibly oppressed system or very controlling system, you really did not form the ability to make some of these decisions, maybe like your peer group. So you might have to also think about is that if I grew up in a house where I wasn't allowed to make my own decisions, you may often feel childlike sometimes. And that's not that there's anything wrong with you. It's that shit takes time and there's growth with it. So like to say to yourself, like, how much mastery do I truly have in this area? How much have I been able to adopt and learn and grow? And if I haven't given that, no matter what my chronological age is, I could be 45 coming out of the system and feeling very much like I'm a 10 year old, right? And so part of this is like, how do I reflect about like how much opportunity I got to really do this on my own? And I think, you know, as you were talking about that, I was thinking you very much learn to not trust yourself or trust your boundaries or trust trust how you're responding to these things. Mm-hmm. You learn to kind of push that down and say that that's not relevant. And so uh, you can look at this also as an opportunity to relearn how to trust yourself and trust your reactions and trust your responses and say, okay, well, what do I want to do with this? Because clearly my body is telling me something. Mm-hmm. What's your body telling you right now? It's telling me to go to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, two more, and then we have to do Dear Ab and Jen. Okay, you got. Do you want to go? No, 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 I I couldn't tell. I don't know. I wasn't looking. I didn't know. So, like, somebody, I, you know me, I always love my time the motherhood ones, right? So, tips for staying in tune with myself as I transition into motherhood. I think one of the questions is, it's what are the parts of myself that I might have to shift to also hold on to myself? If I'm the person who's not good at asking for help. 
I may need to reevaluate that in some ways to hold on to myself in motherhood. Mm. If I'm the person who um, likes to um, act like everything is great and then all of a sudden I notice that I have postpartum rage, right, then hold on. I have a pretending problem holding on, right? So one of the things you might have to say is like, Part of this holding on to yourself in the transition of motherhood or the transition of any type of thing, really, of staying in tune with yourself is like, what are the parts of myself that are thriving right now? What are the parts of myself that are feeling overwhelmed and dismissed right now? And am I trying to ignore parts of myself to just take on this new role and ignore who I am as a person? Mm. I had nothing. <laughs> I was just supporting you. You could speak to your fiddly fig. I mean, you mother that thing like I've never seen. Oh. No. You're going to tell me he died? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. The thing is, I have to repot it. <laughs> and you haven't been doing it? And I don't know how. All right. It well, if somebody knows feels, how to repot a plant, can you can It feels like a large, in? dirty task. <laughs> it's definitely a large, dirty fucking task, dude. That's part of owning plants, so I'm I think. Feeling, I'm really glad you brought that up because I'm feeling re- really overwhelmed <laughs> about repotting. <laughs> Repotting her. Okay, well, somebody please send Jen in how to repot the fiddly fig. Okay. You you can do the last one. Okay. That's what Millie says. She goes, okay. last one. I like this one. Can you know yourself too much? Sometimes I feel like self-awareness hinders me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Stop thinking so much. Stop. <laughs> Holy You're shit. You're overthinking. Everyone. Um. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, right? Like, this is the issue about, like, it, also the overthinking in the, and that's why we're saying, like, what are your expectations with really knowing yourself? Because part of this is also, like, makes everything on an individual level. We cannot stop a war from happening. Right. We cannot stop global crisis. We cannot stop a pandemic. We cannot stop late-stage capitalism, right? And so, like, the thing is, is when we try to say things with, like, like, climate change, I can fucking do as much as I can to compost and recycle and don't use single-use plastics, but we got large corporations that aren't doing this shit. It's very little that I can do. So one of the issues is this over-importance on self-healing and growth makes it very individualistic, but, like, we need larger, larger change than that on a very deep systemic level for there to be something different. A thousand percent. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a level of self-awareness, too, that is – you know, people can develop, but I think that there's also something where um, you just have a natural sense of yourself, a natural self-awareness, a natural ability to ask yourself questions about who you are, to ha- to meta-think. And I think that there's, you know, or it's possible that that developed as a survival mechanism growing up. Um, but it's not something that you necessarily can take away, right? Yeah. Like, it's not something that... And there's ways in which it can be so helpful for you, but it's important to know when are the times in which indulging in it is helpful for me, and then when are the times in which maybe I need to separate myself a little bit from it, maybe I need to like lighten the mood, maybe I need to like distract myself a little bit, that sometimes overindulging it um, can be hard. It can bring up a lot of stress. There's, there's a lot of systemic issues that we don't have control over, and so what are the things that you can do to take care of yourself um, where sometimes overindulging in it can be it can be overwhelming yeah dear Evan Jen let's do it dear Evan Jen how do you know yourself when you're a people pleaser as a recovering people pleaser I feel like I've spent my whole life doing whatever anyone else wanted now I'm in this new phase where I'm making decisions purely for myself for the first time in my life, and I find that it's so hard to know who I really am and what I actually want because I've spent my whole life bending for others and making decisions based on what everyone else wanted. 
I feel like I don't know who I am because I've always conformed to everyone around me. First of all, the fact that you wrote this in yes. means you're already on your way. Yeah. Um, but I think that as a people pleaser, as someone who's consistently concerned about how other people feel in every situation, that it's it's almost a, uh, a muscle that you have to build to be able to come to every relationship and say, okay, what do I want in this relationship and how can we both get our needs met and how do I communicate that? Because it's going to be more natural for you to fall towards the other end of it because it's something you've been doing for so long. We always say the things that feel most comfortable for us are the things that we gravitate towards. Mm. And so it is a, once again, it's, it's a practice and it's okay for this to take time and for you to reset in every single relationship. And when you change something in a relationship, it also requires the other person to adjust to that. So if people in your life are so used to you bending for them or doing what they want, there's going to be an adjustment on their end when you start expressing what your own needs are. Mm -hmm. And so how can you manage the anxiety that might come around the other person reacting to you expressing what your needs are because that's going to be another piece of this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is managing the anxiety that comes around in those relationships so that you can stay true to who you are and those boundaries that you want to set mm-hmm. i have no words that wow you did it we did it hey thanks for knowing yourself growing yourself if you enjoyed this episode or you think it would be helpful for a friend send it on over to them Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. I believe it's follow on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, What else do we say at the end of this? And, um, well, now you can check out uh, shrinkchicks.com if you're interested in getting some merch merch and uh, learning anything else about us. But mainly, we thank you for being here. We love you. Take care of yourself. And never forget to grow yourself. You got to know yourself. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much. Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trelor. Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts, we're going to uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. Warning though, there will be no surface level conversations here. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image after trying to check all those be healthy boxes. I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. I truly believe how you feel on the inside reflects out into every aspect of your life. So if you're ready to go below skin deep to tap into a whole other level of wellness, you're in the right place. Let's pull back the curtain for some raw beauty talks.